Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to the Safi Bros podcast. Today we have a very special, amazing brother here with us, Muhammad Muhtadi, a veteran in the fire industry with 25 years experience, uh, the vice president of uh, Preston Masjid, uh, Preston Mosque, alhamdulillah, and also the director of Halal Food Australia. Ethical Halal Foods Australia. Eth- ethical yep. Food Halal Australia. Ethical Halal Foods Australia. Halal Food Australia. Sorry, excuse me. And uh, a father of two, uh, and an amazing brother to the Safi brothers. <laughs> and may Allah bless him and his family for all the hard work and efforts he's done. He's also a supporter of the Network Australia Foundation Leadership Retreat. Mashallah, he's been a uh, staunch, staunch sponsor with a uh, platinum sp- sponsor for the past three years. Alhamdulillah. And Mashallah, Allah barik fi. And he's also been involved uh, at the Leadership Retreat as well. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam rahmatullah. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the Safi Bros podcast. <laughs> well, I feel honored. Allah 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 Thank you for coming. And we are honored to have you here uh, as a beautiful brother who's been an amazing <clears throat> part of the Muslim community, who's a great supporter. Uh, we love what you've done, mashallah, with the Preston Mosque. I think uh, me going back to Shaykh Fahmi's days, one, yeah, of the, one of my you know, growing up days, knowing that this place, mashallah, has been revived and is yeah. being used as we have. We used it as young kids, you know. Alhamdulillah. That, that's Allah exactly Allah. what attracted me to it. I mean, we all we all grew up there, yeah. um, and we've all got fond fond memories of this. Subhanallah, this barakah in that place. There yeah. really is. It's not just your, you know. There's no mosque that's average, but Preston Mosque is a cut above the rest. And you know, when you get that call, you know, there's, there's no Inshallah. there's no second thoughts about it. Alhamdulillah. Allah brought the right team there. Absolutely, absolutely. Amen. The hearts when the hearts are good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unites them, man. Absolutely. Allah keep our hearts straight and for his sake. Amen. 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 Okay, let's get down to it. So today's <laughs> uh, podcast is called Success Stories, and this is what we talk about, inshallah. So we're talking about uh, success and how do we success and mm. how we define success. And as we know, success is defined in such a diverse way within every different human being. So we want you to take us on a journey mm. your success story, inshallah. So I'll let you... Uh, lead the way in a story, inshallah, that'll be beneficial for our youth uh, and see the story that you've taken, uh, the, the road that you've taken across and sure. the challenges and et cetera. Sure. Um, I've been thinking about this actually. You know, how do you, how do you define success? What's, what does success mean to you? Um, personally, I, I, I measure success very differently. It's not one thing. It's not two things. It's every day is, is a success, every day. Waking up is a success. You know, a lot of people, you'll know when you ring me, how are you going? Amazing. Why? I'm alive. Alhamdulillah. That's, that's <laughs> the first battle won. Everything after that is up, is up to myself. So that's, that's how I measure success. So through this conversation, I'll talk about many successes that I've had in life. Alhamdulillah. But um, with the many successes, you don't, you, don't, um, you don't forget the many failures. Many, many, many failures. <laughs> there, is, there is no black without white. There absolutely, is no white without white. Absolutely. It has absolutely. to be a contrast. And, and if you're not seeing it, if, you're not, um, if you don't see someone else's failures, it doesn't mean that I have failures. You're just not aware of them. And I'm a big believer of having your reception on, you know, your antennas up, four bars, you know, <laughs> looking for the signals because 5G. they're there. Yeah, you need your 5G on <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah. So, Alhamdulillah, look, my, my story started. I come from a, a family of... Um, I'm a f- immigrants that came to the country. My, my family came very early on before the Civil War. Um, so dad came out here quite young. He was 14, I think he was, or, sure. or 15. Yeah, so he was very, very young. Um, 
he was a bit of a rebel, my dad, and that's why they sent him out here. Further than China. Still a rebel. Still a rebel, absolutely. He rocks up to the mosque at 82 years old on a Harley Davidson. So, alhamdulillah, So he came out here quite young, did it really tough, really, really tough. I mean, if you think about Australia in the 60s as a as a, a Lebanese immigrant coming in at that age, you can imagine what they faced. Um Dad worked very hard, multiple jobs, you name it, from uh, from abattoirs to real estate agent to panel beater to wow. fruit markets. Uh, he, there's nothing that he didn't do, and you know he did that for us. That's that's what that's that's what uh, that's that was his thing. Uh, he was never afraid of trying something, you know, at, at whatever cost. You know, I'll give it a go. I have faith in Allah. Put his faith in Allah, wow. faith in his abilities, and headstrong. <clears throat> so yeah, we, we're a family of. Uh, Heritage from Lebanon. They, they came out here in the sixties. M- went back and brought my mum back in the seventies as well. So I went back. My mum came out here in seventy seven, I think it was. And Alhamdulillah, he was one of the first Lebanese um, in the community here that helped bring the first wave of refugees with Khuri uh, Boulos and Alirhamu Sheikh Fahmi. So my dad and and those two gentlemen went across to Cyprus and and Lebanon and brought the first wave of of immigrants here. So. Through that connection, we got to uh, we got to meet a lot of people within the community. Alhamdulillah, I mean, and we still got those friendships to this day. Um, six kids in the family: three boys, three girls. Brady bunch. Alhamdulillah. Uh, I'm the second youngest, so I've got my oldest brother Haysam, three sisters: Sarah, Noha, Abby, myself, and then Jamel. Oh, wow. um, we all worked in the family business all the way through, whatever business it was. I thought, <laughs> how old were we when we first started? Eight years old. Eight. eight years old. I remember at eight years old, dad had a fruit market in Camberwell. Um, and when he'd get slammed, you know, when you when you get that rush hour. <laughs> uh, and you've got to think 1988. Um, no mobile phones, no nothing, right? No tracking, no nothing. I was I was eight, Jamel was five. And he'd bring mum and Hasem and all the other kids were already up there in Camberwell. So after school, you'd go to Camberwell to help dad. There was oh, wow. no homework. There was no, you know, you got to work in the in the family business. Uh, and at, the, at that particular time, it was um, the fruit market. So, you know, on a Friday, Thursday, Friday afternoon, Jesus the phone Christ. call would come. Zara, Zara, send the kids. Uh, Mum didn't drive at that at that time in 1988. She didn't get a license until the uh, early 90s. Uh, so she, we would walk from Thomastown to Thomastown Station and Mum would say, when you see the conductor, tell him you're going to Camberwell, 8 and 5. Jump wow. on a train to Flinders Street Station. And I still remember when you get off at Flinders Street, the big signs and neon signs. Young kid, I was yeah. small and everything was big. And then we'd get the uh, Burwood line, I think it was, or Baldwin line, whatever it was, and walk, uh, catch the next train to Campbell Station, walk down Burke Road, up Prospect Street, turn right, and you're at Campbell Market. By the time we got there, the, the rush was done. It's finished. <laughs> Two trains and a walk. For a, and these are five, you know, five and eight-year-olds. But, you know, that's the time we are living back then. But that taught us a lot, man. That, that gave us resilience. That gave us confidence. That gave us, you know, and, and the ability to read a map, you know. I don't know if you remember the old yes, trains. You yeah, had the old yeah, the yeah, orange zone the one, zone two. Yeah, the red. Yeah. Zone one, zone two, Yeah, zone which one you get off and how do you get off and which yeah. station. And the fear of missing a spot and that, not getting on the right train. Being on time. You know, you yeah. don't want to miss the last train. You miss the last train, that's it. You're in, in right. the street after 12.01. Allah, I know what happens. That's right. Um, so these little things, I think, all contributed to to where you are in life. And um, so that's what we did. We uh, we grew up with a family six, all in family businesses, 
Um, we ended up selling the uh, the fruit market. It went through actually went through a fire. It was a big fire that ripped through the place, set our family back considerably. Um, and everything happens for a reason. Alhamdulillah, yeah, Allah's the best of planners. That could be the conduit for you getting in the fire industry. <clears throat> possibly, possibly. <laughs> it, you know what? It actually was. It actually was. So side note, side story. Um, we had uh, – Campbell's a pretty upmarket area um, and we had a lot of really upmarket. So Jeff Kennett was one of our customers. Oh. A lot of industry leaders used to oh, come wow. to Campbell Market because it was the, the, you know, the, the place to go. Um one of our customers was the national manager for Chubb Fire, which back in those days, it was two fire protection companies, Wormwoods and Chubb. That's right, it. Yes. Oh, wow, um, wow. And he asked, hey, some older brother, what are you doing after school? After you finish high school, you know, what's your plans in life? You know, I'm going to sell onions and tomatoes. That's what <laughs> I'm going to do. We're going to work for dad. So you ever thought about a career as uh, an apprenticeship? He said, no, no, no I'm going to be, I'm going to be, in the, you know, I'm going to help dad. So why don't you give... Uh, fire protection a crack. Uh, it didn't say fire protection, sprinklers. Why don't you give sprinklers a crack? Oh, wow. So some rocks up to, for work experience in gumboots and a shovel, thinking <laughs> that's garden sprinklers, you know, irrigation, landscaping. And um, and that that's a whole, you know, I'm sure you'll yeah. have a talk with Hasem. That's a whole nother yeah. discussion. Yeah. But that that opened up a whole different industry. Industry for one conversation. One conversation, that's one all. One conversation. That's all it takes. Absolutely. Kind of one little yeah. conversation. Absolutely. Just don't, just don't know what Allah's plans. And, and, that, and that could guide a whole generation. Man, through through those three businesses, I mean, we've had over five, six hundred employees come through our businesses between his business and my business. Wow! And now our younger brother Jamel started a business as well. He's up to twenty five employees. So wow. you're talking, you know, almost thirty years of businesses, and you've had people come through, succeed, start their own businesses, have families, children. Their children now work for us. So it, it's been generational, oh, you know, all from that one conversation in, you know, 91, 92, whatever it was. a single conversation. Absolutely. One, one sentence, hey, <clears throat> why don't you try sprinklers? Yeah, yeah. And Hasem could have easily said no. You know what? You know, I'm going to stay with Dad. You know what? And and at that stage, you know, I, you'd know what it's like. You want to be close to your family. You know, you, you you want to look after the family business. But he was confident enough and, and uh, um, he sort of backed himself enough to, you know what, I'm going to work in a very Anglo very mm. um, different society back then in, yeah. the, in the 80s. There was no wogs in, in yeah. fire protection. There was no, no you know, I'm going to work with my mates. You're all the only dark guy there. And he, I remember yeah. him telling me a story where he'd, um, this is going to be about, into about Haysen, but anyway, <laughs> it's a funny story. So back then the currency, the, the, the construction currency was slabs. You know, you want something done, you've got to give them a slab to get something. And we don't drink as Muslims, obviously. Mm. Um, Haysen wouldn't know the difference between a slab or a can or a beer or so the charge down rings him and says, go down to the pub and get us a slab. I've got to pay the forklift driver to unload the truck. Hey, some dro- and back then, no mobile phones, so you've got to remember. <laughs> Pub's about 20 minutes down the road from Luoyang Power Station. He was working in sale. Wow. Drives all the way down and he says, can I have a slab, please? And it's like, uh, yeah, VB or Crownies? <clears throat> Jumps in the car, goes all the way back. VBs or Crownies? <laughs> VBs! No worries at all. Drives all the way down. Um, cans or stubbies? <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jumps in the car. <laughs> All the way back down to... He's a perfectionist, isn't yeah, he? That's yeah. right. But that's the sort of society we're living in. You know, it was very foreign to us. You know, but that's the environment he had to work in and cut his teeth in in the industry. So if you think about, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump into a job that I've never been, I've never tried it. I don't have friends there. They're not Muslim there. They're not there. Mm. It's okay, mate. It's okay. God opens those doors for you for a reason. 100%. Teaches you something. It teaches you. Ask the right questions. Don't just go on a on a wild goose chase without all the information. All that, you know, that little lesson there taught Hasem a lot. So 
anyway, we um, we ended up selling that business and we got into petrol stations. So um, Haysom had moved on by then. He'd started his business. There's 10, 13 years between me and Haysom. So he's moved on. He started his own business. I'm still in high school. Um, we had a petrol station on High Street Reservoir um, on the corner of, oh, I can't remember, opposite the, the Reservoir bus station. Wow. And for anyone that grew up in, in the northern suburbs. Liberty? Was it Liberty? It was our own uh, oh, brand. Of, it was own. Liberty. ended up being Liberty, actually. Okay. It yeah. was Liberty. I remember that one. It used yeah. to be called WB Motors. Um, ah. And then we were branded Liberty. Um, so anyone that grew up in the northern suburbs, we had one mall, Northlands. That's where everyone yeah, hung out. That's right, yes. Um, being working in a family business, after school, Saturday and Sunday, every... So the Northlands bus, the 501 bus, used to go where? Directly in front. Oh, Who's right. uh, the petrol station? Every day after school, every Saturday, every Sunday. And what am I doing? And we didn't have a cover back then. It was just, you know, and it was self-serve. I used to serve the petrol. Oh, wow. So the car used to come through, yes. ding, ding, run out. How are you going? They used to slip the $5 through the, because it was so cold, and $5, check my oil, check my fuel, <laughs> da, 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 da. You're working so, for oh, dad. There's no man. wages. You're just working for dad. And who would drive past? All my mates. And like a, I used to feel so embarrassed, like, these guys are going to hang out the mall and the girls are up there and da-da-da. What am I doing? Under the rain, pumping gas, you know. I, that's one memory that, that I used to hate the bus. You know, I used to try to time the bus when it's going to so I'm not there. Make sure you're not there. Yeah. The bus. <laughs> but by the oh, age no. of 16, Dad would say, all right, you've, you've mastered this now. I'm going. What, what do you mean you're going? I'm going hunting for three days. When the Ampol truck comes, write him a check for $17,000, check the big dipstick and the fuel. So I, just, I was buying... Seventeen, twenty thousand dollars worth of fuel. Those days, seventeen grand was like huge, grand. massive, and I was—I couldn't even write my name yet. And I was fifteen, sixteen, you know, very young wow. at that stage. And the truck would cut, and <clears> you know, don't get the the wrong fuel mixed up. Make sure he puts it in the right. You know, you get it in the wrong, there goes seventeen grand down the drain. Um, and back then, it wasn't FPOS, it wasn't tap, it was cash. Wow. So at that young age, I used to have a roll of. Which camera to look at? But a roll of cash, <laughs> probably five, six thousand dollars. So wow. you can imagine, no mobile phones. Dad's got me working at this petrol station Friday night to Sunday afternoon. We used to close at five o'clock back then. It was never late night shopping. That's right. Yeah. Um, buying petrol, selling things, fixing things, cash, all responsibility. So by the time. If we fast forward a few years and it came time to run my business, I'd already done a course in accounting, yeah, in business management, in client relations, in conflict resolution. <laughs> that's what, you know, all that, all those lessons. Early, early lessons are the best. Early lessons. Yeah. But when you when you look back, I used to hate it. I couldn't stand it. I wasn't, you know, I talk about it now like it was fun, it was amazing. I could not stand it. Totally. Everyone was going to the beach or the pools, you know, Thomastown pools after school, you know, hot days, 40 degrees, I'm pumping gas, you know, that, couldn't think of anything worse. I hated it. Looking back now, one of the best things that ever happened to me, you know, all those little lessons, again, about having your your reception on. Why am I here? You know, because Dad told me, no, God put me here. This, mm. this is a little lesson, you know. I'll, there's, there's, there's a lesson in this that I might not realise at the time. 25 years down the track, I'll realise, I'll look back and think, alhamdulillah, yeah, thank you for that. Right. Appreciate it. You know, I remember yeah. that little lesson about yeah. conflict resolution or big responsibilities or, or so on. Or so. We had yeah. the same lesson, scenario. Yeah. We had the same scenario, subhanAllah, when Dad had a heart attack. Yeah. We, we, we were forced to take out business. And, yeah, we, and we look back now, we were running a business then, but like you said, we're like trying to get uh, yeah, We're chucked things, in the deep end, yeah, in a milk bar. Yeah. Opening, closing the milk bar. Dad was yeah. unwell. He was in the hospital. We had no choice yeah. to make it. Like, yeah. understand margins. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to do his profit and loss. He had a, had a book, like an exercise book, 
It's like, oh, you put your takings here, your spendings here, and incidentals. And, and so by the yeah, time yeah, I got I, to... I remember the ledger. Yeah, yeah, the ledger, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You had a ledger, let's yeah. book, yeah? And you yeah, have to put anything. That's right. Some guy comes, you know, he, <laughs> milk guy wants to get paid, you <laughs> yeah. ledger it. And yeah. you put down, yeah, paid from the till. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah, that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, before zero. You know, before <laughs> MYOB. That was the MYOB back then. Yeah, exactly, right. yeah. And right. again, I hated it because after school... Guys were going out, you know, you know, you go to the city, underage parties, whatever it is. Where am I? I'm riding, you know, petrol and, and 15, I sold 15 Snickers bars and, you know, because a little convenience store there and 15 Winfield, whatever they were, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, subhanAllah. I learned how to do stock. But it's, it's amazing how in society now, like I'm, I'm getting a lot of people coming to me, parents actually dragging their kids for that work experience. Yeah. Because, you know, they're 18, 19, with no capacity, no... I feel you know, so sorry for them. You know what I mean? So, that, like, we were, we were talking today, subhanAllah, getting those kids into the workforce or getting them active is so important. I cannot wait until my, my daughters are 9 and 11 right now. I can't wait until they're 13 to throw them straight in the deep end. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it taught me so much. And unfortunately, small to medium businesses aren't so popular. Back in our day, they were everywhere. There wasn't yes, large corporations. Exactly. That's right. So there was a bit more opportunity for us to yes. knock on... This guy down the road's here, take my son and, and work. Yeah, it's very to, hard go to work. Fruit shop, <laughs> go to this place. My yeah. first job was filling gas bottles. There you go. There you go. And there was no health and safety. There's no, <laughs> you know, induction. <laughs> Just throw him. Right now, the, the bureaucracy to get a kid through the door, and mm. you guys would know, yeah, yeah. it's quite difficult. So our kids get to miss out. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's listening, if you get there for a kid and you get the opportunity to work at the local milk bar or whatever yeah, it is, the local whatever, whatever mate, take it. Yeah. Take it because yeah. the lessons you learn and, you know, I'm, I'm working again. Another. I'm going to digress a little bit. I'm working with somebody right now who is mega. Okay. We're working on a project that's in the billions, and this guy started life as uh, a manager in McDonald's. That's where he attributes his success. Going back to processes, right? Didn't finish high school. Didn't finish his high. Now he's a mega billionaire. This guy, right? So. He attributes most of his success to the lessons he learned at McDonald's, working under the pressure Friday night. He used to tell me, you know, they used to slam him with orders and the cars <laughs> were lined up in the, in the thing. Fast and food industry, man. It's insane. Hardcore. But those lessons now have led him. It's not the only reason, but he, he still attributes his lesson to working in small business, under pressure, being resourceful, mm. thinking on the spot. You know, you don't 100%. get that. You can't buy that. There's no course to teach that. That's right. You're just not going right. to find it anywhere. There's a lot of soft skills, I tell these kids. So many soft skills that you get by working under pressure. When you're in a team, the whole team's relying on you to make a burger. Yeah. You've got the whole team relying on you to get the right order. Yeah. You've got the whole team relying on you mm. to cook the right patty yeah. because they can go through the whole process and there's the patty burnt and then yeah. you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's looking at you like, what have you done yeah, to yeah, us? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Either that or, you, you know, you put the wrong fuel in the wrong tank and there goes, you know, your, your parents' life savings. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to eat for another year. You know? That's how important yeah, it is. It's, it's critical. Like it's critical. critical. Everything's critical. so critical. So and we didn't get a lesson beforehand. You didn't right. get, okay, the, your son, this, your baba, I'll let you do this. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> see you later. If anything happens, you know, let me know. How? No more phone. Non-contactable. Like mm. You couldn't contact anyone. No. You were stuck there and you yes. had to make it work. Yeah. That's right. Now we're just, anything is wrong. Like now we get it, you know, yeah. something's gone wrong. Something's so, so silly. Silly. And I, uh, they, they had a way to question it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had no choice when we were that age. Yeah. We, we figured had it out. to I, make it work. I and just figure recently it out. started watching Seinfeld with my kids. I love Seinfeld. Okay. And, and Ahmed Zaid is 16 and Ilyas is 14. And one of the episodes where Seinfeld asked Jerry to meet him somewhere. At a certain time, and her, him and uh, 
And him, they were looking at the watch and saying, oh, we've been waiting five minutes. That's enough. And they left. And they're like, what's going on here? I said, Boba, there's no phones. Yeah, yeah. You know, we used to allocate a place where to meet. If, if they're not there in 10 minutes, mate. Except for the consequences. We're gone. It, you're gone. You know what I'm trying to say? It's not yeah. like we waited half an hour because, you know what I mean? We had to be somewhere. Absolutely. And he, he, they couldn't comprehend that at all, where you were somewhere waiting for somebody, not knowing if they're coming or not. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and anxiety. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do I yeah. go? Don't I go? Should I wait a bit longer? I'm going to be at the next appointment. Who was I speaking to about, you know, back in the days, we used to know if my uncle came because the plant was turned a certain way and, and the door was. They'd leave a leaf. <laughs> yeah, they'd leave in, a leaf in, on in the, the door. door. <laughs> if it was a rose, it was my grandmother. <laughs> if it was another rose, you know, every family member had a different plant. Communication. Yeah. Different kind of communication. Mm. We've been here. Subhanallah. So after that, finished high school and. and. I'd saved up a bit of money, had a you know ten thousand dollars or something, and I wanted to buy a VL Turbo. Finish school, schoolies was up. I'm like, you know what? I've worked for ten years from eight to eighteen in family businesses. I'm out. I'm going to go to schoolies. I'm going to buy a VL Turbo. I'm going to blah blah blah. You know the usual stuff. Six by nine speakers. <laughs> I had already bought. Oh wow. Uh, Simmons Al- Alpines. Uh, six by nine. Al- no, they weren't. They were Sony Explodes. Ooh. Oh, nice. Sony Explodes, six by nines with a couple of tweeters, an amp, a sub box. <laughs> Mate, yeah, some guys. I had it all set up. I bought them ready, ready to go for the car. The only thing missing was the car. Um, and I had some money for schoolies. I was going to go to schoolies. And, Dad, I've worked hard enough. You know, I'm 18 years old now. 10 years I've given you of my life. It's my turn now. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, <laughs> so, finished school. Um, what are you going to do, son? I said, uh, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to travel. I'm going to this. Yeah, we're inter- oh, wow, interesting. Very good. You're going to travel, are you? Yeah, yeah. And Dad's very Aussie. Been here for a long time. Oh, that's interesting, son. What are you going to study when you get back? Psychology, Dad. I want to help people. I want to be a psychologist. Hello, the man. Um, what do you do on Monday? Uh, n- n- Monday? Nothing. It's, it's finished. I've got no plans. Go on. I hear Holok Satli, you know, be ready at one o'clock. What are we doing? Be ready at one o'clock. Okay. Um, Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's got some work for me or something. One o'clock, I'm at the house, jump in the car, let's go, and we're driving for an hour. Where's this guy taking me? And he doesn't talk. My dad's not a man of of many words. Anxiety, I'm sweating my hands. Get to this place, Hamilton Lloyd Fire Protection. Go inside, ask for a guy called Bruce. Um, Dad, what are we doing here? Foot la joie, ask for a guy called Bruce. Wow. Get in there. Um... Hello, um, is Bruce here? That's the managing director of uh, Hamilton Lloyd, one of the largest five businesses in Australia. And Anna Shaw, um, like I couldn't give a shit. I didn't want to be there. Like I'm just taking it so lax. Uh, knock on the door. G'day, mate. How you going here? Yeah, good, good. Uh, I don't. Uh, what's happening? Oh, you're here for your job interview. <laughs> um, no, I'm not, no, come right through, mate. Come right through. You come from good stock. I've spoken to your dad. I've spoken to your brother. You know, we're really pleased to have you on the team. What team? <laughs> I catch a flight. Like I'm going to you start Monday or Wednesday, whatever it was, on, on this site, at the construction site. Here's your boots. You know, it was just a quick bang, 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 bang. It's done. None finished. I, I, I can't. I guess, listen, mate, not many kids get an opportunity like this. I'll give you some advice. Shut the hell up. Take the clothes and I'll see you on site on Wednesday. Just chabat laza. Wow. Shattered my dreams. Gone. Finished. It's my holidays, you know, plans with girls and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Gone. Finished. I get in the car and it's like, yeah, how'd you go, son? Really? How'd I go? <laughs> like, you knew what was happening. <laughs> but I was too afraid. You know, you were parents. You've got to respect them. I'm like, I'll find a way to get sacked. I'll, I'll do something. I'll figure it out. On the way back, um, so I've got three days now of, of crying and complaining to mum. 
still working with that on, on, on the weekends. We still had the, the petrol station at the time. So this is in one week. I get, I get a job in one week, start the following week. On that Saturday, we finish work early. We get home. And again, this is yellow. We're going, get up. So we're, we're counting. It was the cash. It was all cash. So we're counting the money from the petrol station. Finished counting the money. Did the ledger. All done. He goes, yellow, umla, shuf. Where, where are we going? He's going for a walk. I've done something wrong. You know, he's going to bash me somewhere. Um, <laughs> we walk up the street. There's an auction. Um, oh, yeah. He starts bidding. What, um, what are you doing, Dad? Bidding. Uh, 100,000, 110, 113, 114 sold. I'm a Matadi. Congratulations, Dad. He goes, no, nah, not me. That's your, that's your house. You're born a house. And I remember I had $10,000 saved for that VL Turbo <laughs> with the Simmons and the this and the that and da da da. And you got the speakers ready. Everything, the rims, the speak, everything set and it was on the garage. It was, it was laid out, you know, already. I had the wires, the amp. Well, oh, everything wow. was ready. All that was missing was the car to bolt it to. SubhanAllah. Dad, I'm not buying a car. I don't have wages. I don't have, have like, sorry, you buy a house, you put tenants in it, they pay it off. You know, I don't, I don't think I wasn't 18 yet. I was 17 in a few months. Wow. Um, we walk in there and the guy's like, okay, Mr. Matata. He goes, no, no, it's his, your son's underage. You can't sign a contract. He's signing a contract. So in the space of one week, everything I thought was going to happen was out the window. I now have a job and I have a mortgage. Wow. I'm hooked. Hooked like I'm on the hook. Wow. I cursed. Allah forgive me. No end. I cursed him. How can he do he this to me? How, I can't go on holidays. I've hook. got a mortgage. I've got this. I've got a job. I can't let, you know, I've got a job. I've got a responsibility of these guys. They're expecting me on Monday. Cancel my flight. Cancel my... Uh, you already had booked. All booked. Ready to go. Um, lost everything. You know? and, I, and I cursed him, like I said, for probably more than a year. You know? wow. <laughs> I'm stuck in this career now. They're all Aussies. And for the first... I would say six months, they'd called me a word that I can't say, you know, publicly because I had to earn my stripes, you know, before they call you by your name. Wow. So yeah, yeah, so-and-so, yeah, camel this, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I go to Hayes, I'm like, Hayes, I can't do this. I just want to bash these guys. Like, who the hell, you know, and we'd learn to respect your elders, earn their respect. You know, you've got to prove yourself on site. So now it forced me to what amp up my game, lift up, lift so, up my, uh, wow. you know, not fight back, but... Kill him with with proving yourself that you can do before he even asked me the next task. I'd already done it. Oh, hang on a second. That initiative. This kid's here. He's yeah. a, he's not he's not here because he he has to be. He wants to be here. Yeah. I didn't want to be there. I just wanted to stop being called all those names. Anyway, yeah. but it's hard. Just touching on that the initiative, that going beyond your being asked is is probably the most hardest skill set to find in any human being. That's the only way I could I could earn respect. Right, so they're thinking this kid's just rocked up here. He's got a job. He's a wog from the northern suburb. Everyone was from free the free ticket southeast. Yeah, free ticket kid. Blah blah blah. Obviously, they knew someone's spoken to someone, and that's why I got my job there. And they rode me hard. Like, if you can imagine, we, we were building a high rise building, and there was seven stories. Uh, so what they, where they hang the pipe is, is in concrete. I drilled every single hole before I could touch a pipe in that building. Wow! So I'd come home drenched in in silica dust. I said, it was with my teeth. It was everywhere. It was phenomenal. And I go to Hayes, Hayes, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. I, okay, that's, you know, I'm not doing uni anymore. I've got to do this trade. But I'm, not doing, I'm just drilling holes for six months. Stick it out. Be patient. You got, you got it. So wow. I think that's what the key. That's exactly. We get the same thing Be here. Patient. Oh, I've been making burgers for the past six months. All I'm doing is doing patties and yeah. that. Like, there's nothing more for me here. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, there's so much. Yeah, so when I first started, my, my so you can imagine a car park of a pipe straight down, straight, right? My, my lines, 
my holes are all over the place. <laughs> they never told me that go back and do it again. They, they never told me put a string line, pin a laser or whatever it was. So I used wow. to come up with my own ways. So I used to go down there so early in the morning before they start, measure off grid lines or whatever, pin all my lines. I didn't have chalk. I didn't have all that stuff. So I'd come up wow. with my own ways. Then they start to say, hang on, this kid, he's, he's got some initiative. He's thinking ahead of us. So what usually would take me a week to drill out a floor, I'd get it done in two or three days. So all of a sudden I'm now gaining their respect and they want me on their team. I'm no longer that burden, that, that camel, whatever, or that, <laughs> that sand, the, I can't remember the sand, uh, or whatever. Can't remember what, what it was. Wow. I was no longer that. I was that guy that come up with an ingenious way to get straight lines on the car park. I know they're small things, but. Yeah. Is that where the nickname Blondie came from? No, no. <laughs> the nickname Blondie came from. Sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. We'll, we'll rewind a little bit. <laughs> I was, um, I went to a, a very Anglo school. And um, I was a bit of a rat bag, um, uh, get into a lot of fights, and I was a bit of a bully, right? Um, so I ended up having to leave schools. I had to leave the, the school I was in. I went to another school. The other school I went to was the complete opposite. There was 13 <laughs> Muhammads at that school. So there was Muhammad Fish, there was Muhammad Lips, there was Muhammad, Muhammad Blondie. Oh, that's, that's where the Blondie came, came from. Out. So I was... Yeah, the blonde Muhammad. The only blonde Muhammad. Yeah, yeah. Well, back then. Back yeah, then. Yeah. Now, it's now there's a Half bald, <laughs> white, white, grey. <laughs> back then it was quite blonde. It's, it's amazing the, the nicknames you get stuff, go, yeah. growing up. Subhanallah. Yeah, we all, we all every one of us. Yeah. It's, you know, just especially being an Ahmed or Muhammad. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? Absolutely. Subhanallah. Being an Ahmed or Muhammad in a 99.99% dominant Anglo-dominated industry, Ooh. man, you're, you're, you're up What did they call it. you? Every after. name but Muhammad. Uh, after that was my name. Muhammad. They called me Muhammad. They respected me. Every but before other that, wow. every sub, every swear word, every derogatory, wow. and it was around September 11. And how long did you put up with that? Uh, oh. It would have taken me a good six months, six to nine months wow. to gain their trust, to earn my way. Not many can last that long. We've, as you grew up around the same generations, you respect your elders under no circumstances, no matter what. And my dad was a hard man. Like he was, you know, you'd never talk back to your elders, you know, you'd get one of them. So maybe that that sort of helped me persist. But at the same time, I wanted to prove him wrong. I'm not that shitty wog from the northern suburb. I, mm. I can run rings around you guys. Give me the opportunity. Let me learn. So I had to prove my way within the parameters that they set. Yeah, it's exactly how I felt yeah. as well. Yeah, all of us. I, same thing. I, and I was in the same circumstances. Give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity. And I'll show you what yeah, I can but do. That, that, you don't get that opportunity until you, you show that, one, you are hungry. Yeah. Two, that you're going to push to the limits. Yeah. That's right. And, and when they see that in you, saying, ooh, you know he's what? He's an asset now. He's an asset. He's making our life easy. You know what? Just let him in a little bit. So you get your yeah. first foot in the door. You're not getting the whole thing in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what they did. They let me in a little bit. They started to let me in on some meetings, start talking to the bosses, you know, start help with project meetings. This is in my first year. Uh, I, I won an award in my first year for um, excellence or whatever it was at RMIT because the course was through RMIT back then. Um, by my second year, and I was 19, we were doing the Park Height Hotel, three towers, right? So three one for residential for the St. Patrick's Cathedral, the hotel and uh, Treasury Lane, which is for the, for the uh, parliament, parliamentarians. I was running that job with people, with over 40 people from 16 to 60, and I was the leading hand on that job. Wow. At the second year. So six months prior, I was saying, I was, I was <laughs> drilling holes, uh, drilling holes, blah, 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 blah. It's wow. taken people, their careers to get to where I got to in when six months. Why? Because I asked questions. I was pushing. I was patient. 
faith in Allah, khalas, that's that's my, I'll keep pushing, I'll keep pushing hard, I'll, I'll master, I'm going to have the straightest, I'm going to do the best patties, the tastiest <laughs> patties. On my, yeah. my wrap, on my burger, when I wrap it, it's going to be on Excellent. point, folded, Excellent. clean lines, done, perfect. Yeah. No one's going to complain about that. No one's going to notice. In my mind, no one's going to notice, but people notice. Oh, everyone knows. Ben, ben Allah, that's the best thing I could do. Everybody notices mastery. And then people notice. Then people notice. Yeah. And it got me. So that was a big jump for me. That's a big leap. So we talk about successes, right? Um, so in that little story, I had many successes and many failures right there and then. So this is where the failures start, peaking too early. So and now I'm 22, you know, 19, 20, 22. I'm leading hand in this company. I'm Top earning, of the world. Back then, close to three, dollars $4,000 clear a week in, wow. in, the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So Mahsul Bakshul, convertible, partying, da-da-da-da-da, and now the failures start, right? Um, you take things for granted. You start to forget how hard it was. You forget how the toiling, the drilling, and the sabbat, and da-da-da. <laughs> now the fruits of your labor start coming. And if, you, and if you lose focus of where you came from and where that, came, where that success came from, you start to devalue it, right? Nice. So now what am I doing? I walk into Porsche. So remember the house that I, I said I bought for $10,000? Yes, yes. Uh, it's been a couple of years now. It's gone up in value. Dad, I'm selling the house. And now I'm a man. They can't really stop me. I sell it and I make 50 grand. Uh, I put it into another property. I make 150 grand. So now I've got 150 grand grand plus the, uh, the money that I'm earning. I walk into Porsche. Uh, I was on Victoria Parade back then. I don't know if it's still there or not. And I was 23. Um, I'll have that one, thanks. And the guy's clear. That's cute. <laughs> but no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll, I'll have that one. And the guy, yeah, no worries at all. Came back the next day, cash. 150 grand on the table. Is the car ready? Oh, there's all the sudden mistake. <laughs> it's not ready. I was, I told you yesterday. No, 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 sir. Get it right ready for you. Da, 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 da. So now I'm, oh, I'm driving flashy cars. I'm spending money like I'm a wild man. I'm out partying. What you don't realize at 23, you buy a Porsche, no insurance company is going to insure you, right? So I'm driving a Porsche with no insurance, wow. spending big dollars, partying, and now the failures start. Now Allah says to you, all right, you know, we've given you, we've given you, we've given you, you haven't appreciated, I'm going to give you a couple of slaps. <laughs> right off the car, gone, 150 grand. I sold it for $3,000 in spare parts. Wow. Um, I was driving that car quite recklessly, lost my license multiple times. First time in court, driving while disqualified, you're going to get community service. The second time, we're going to give you home detention, which is like jail, but at home. So wow. now I've gone from this project manager, big buildings in the city, driving a Porsche to when? Asfalacifili. Wow. Now I'm doing community service, cleaning. I was, uh, what was I doing? Cleaning a cemetery on my weekends. Wow. From working on the highest buildings with project, da, 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 you know, Grola, I was working on Grola's wow. jobs and everyone knew me. Like I was a celebrity, the young kid <laughs> running around. I used to drive my Porsche in. Like Grola didn't have a Porsche. I'd rock up to the construction <laughs> sites in a Porsche. <laughs> you made, you made like, Grola yeah, yeah. small. <laughs> I should, I'm like, like, no one had a Porsche on this construction. I'd rock up in my overalls in a Porsche, right? Wow. Um, and then I'm cleaning cemeteries in Northcote Separation Street. There's a... A heritage cemetery there. So oh. gone is my license. I, you know, there was no Uber back then. I'm on a push bike from wow. a Porsche to a push bike. Wow. Um, lost my money. Couldn't afford to keep up the repayments on the house anymore. Had to sell the house. So in a very small period of time, and uh, I've gone from hero to zero. 
So whenever you think that Allah, you know, it's hard for Allah to do something, in a split second, he can make you a hero or he can make you zero. You have to have your reception on. Who brought you here? You didn't get, you're not the smartest kid on the block. You're not the best construction manager there is out there. You're not the best. You are here by the grace of God. And if you don't, Alhamdulillah, thank God, and give back, that's where it started to change for me. Give back, right? So I'll fast forward a little bit. Now I'm going through a difficult period in my life. Um, forced to drive while disqualified. I have to, there's no, there's no, there's no, no transport, option. there's no transport back then. There's no Uber and I have to keep my job going to pay my debts. I'm, I'm over my head now. I'm, I'm struggling yeah. and I kept getting caught and I kept getting caught. I'm going back to court. You know, I kept getting caught driving while disqualified, getting back to court, more community service, wow. more loss of license. How many times? Six, seven times wow. I got caught seven at times. that time, in and out of court, masheke, lawyers, fees, 60,000 one, 30,000 the other, all trying to stay out of proper jail, right? Um, so, and I think I told you guys a story, uh, before in, in, when we're talking. So I remember now why my friend came to cheer me up. So around the same time I was in a relationship that wasn't really working as well. And you can imagine, you know, financial pressure, legal pressure, work. And I'm, I'm, I'm with, uh, uh, I'm with a girl who wasn't, wasn't Muslim at the time. And we had, you know, our our families were clashing. So life was pretty ugly for me in a very quick quick period of time. Um, so a friend of mine comes over to me and says, uh, why don't we go out? I'll cheer you up. Let's go for a drive. I, I, I can't try to have a license, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive. Okay. So he puts me in, in the car. We'll take my car out. Um, and we're driving along. He's like, I've got to stop and get something. I can't remember whether it was cigarettes or, or, or meat pie. I, can't, I think it was a meat pie. Uh, so he's driving down a street that I've never been, been down before. Stop at a shop that I've never stopped at before. And he's in the shop. So we're parked here. You know, it's parallel parking, and you can imagine a strip of shops. You know, you've got those parking at the, the front. Old, the old milk bus style. And I've been living, so I moved out of home at eight, you know, at 18. You know, now that I've got my house and my money, and I thought I was... In the Porsche. Yeah, in the Porsche. <laughs> I'm living on my own now. So I've been away from Dean and family, and just the Lebanese tongue, the Arabic tongue, Bismillah, MashaAllah, Allah, that had been out of my life for a little bit, right? So through wow. two or three years. Um, so I park him, park up and he's in there. I don't know what's taking him so long. And there's a girl playing in the car next to me playing Najwa Karam, Lebanese singer. Mm. And I lean over and said, you know, nice song or whatever I said it was. And uh, again, I can't say what she told me on the, on, on, <laughs> in public, but something along the lines of piss off your skin, you know, oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> I know I'm, you know, I'm not. <laughs> so I wind down the window, she winds it up and ignores me. Um, I get out of the car and I put, and again, I don't have a license. I put my Medicare card on the, <laughs> says Muhammad Matadi. She wants, you're Lebanese? Yeah, I'm Leb- you're Muslim? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it, it's very hard to meet Muslim men fair back in, you know, you, you, <laughs> look, now you've got Facebook, Instagram, da, da, da. Yeah. You can imagine nowadays if you didn't yeah. bump into someone, yeah. if God didn't put that person in your way, you were never going to meet him. She had her reception on. I didn't. I think, I'm thinking this is random. I'm just having a discussion. She turns around and says, we're getting married. Cut a long story short, our parents start talking. Um, we, uh, I go to the, you know, they convince me that the right way to do it is through Fatiha. You know, you don't do boyfriend and girlfriend. This is this, this is Amanda. This is people's daughters. You know, yes. you don't go talk behind their backs. You know, if you, and now I'm curious. I want to know what this girl's about. Who's who's this confident girl that's, you know, that's wow. that's just one interaction, one interaction. That's it. Just one thing. And now I could have said. You know, piss off, I've got other girlfriends. And I still had that other girl in my life at that time. We are going through 
you know, the issues of Muslim Christian marriage and how's it going to work and children. It was just ugly. It was really wow. ugly. Um, so I, I, I was curious. I want to know, well, where's this going to take me? I, I, it bit me. Like, I want to know. Uh, why is she confident? Why does she want to get married? What? Okay, mum, let's go. Uh, let's, let's go do the fatiha. Let's go meet him. And then from then onwards, things started to change. I'm doing things the right way now. I'm no longer wow. have boyfriends and girlfriends. I'm doing things Islamically. I'm hearing that conversation again, mashallah, bismillah. Are you praying? Why aren't you praying? Come up and pray with us because you're at their house. You know, you're visiting. Yeah. There's that mm. social influence, isn't there? All of a sudden now I'm surrounded by Muslims and things Great start to change, right? Things start to change now. This is the start of the 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 first success of that phase of life. I met her. Um, we come to an agreement that whilst we're not going to get married right away, I need to get to know you. We did a three-year engagement, but we respected our boundaries within those three years. Things start to change dramatically now. I'm back I'm on top at work again. I'm succeeding. Things are moving quickly for us. And um, oh. Haysom goes, I was working at that stage, around the same time, Haysom's, I wasn't working for Haysom, I was working for another company. His business had started to grow exponentially. And um, one of his workers rings me up and says, hey, your brother's like really booming. He needs people he can trust around him. Why don't you come work for your brother? And we've always had this thing that we wouldn't work for each other. We don't want to blur the lines. So there's three brothers and we're all in the same game, but we never worked for each other. We all worked for separate companies, learning oh, wow. different things. Allah's the best of planners. Haysom's doing maintenance and, and uh, service. I'm doing construction. Jamal's doing fit outs. In different, and we didn't plan to do it. That's just the way it happened. Wow. Um, again, reception. All, all through dad's networks and support? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Just all to all show through you. dad throwing you down the, you know, Jamal started at 16. Like, you know, I'm, he was thrown really in the deep end, you know. He did it tougher wow. than I did. Um, it just shows you that something a small business like a, a fruit and veg can grab so much networks and, yeah. and people. There's always an opportunity. There's always yeah, an opportunity. Yes. Just yeah, yeah. To as, long as, said, as long as your antennas are up trying to get that have signal. The, have that reception on. Why, we, you know, be aware of your surroundings. Why, why mm. are things happening? And you just don't know who you're going to touch one day that's going to support you tomorrow. That's kind of like, it's, it reminds me of, of what Sheikh Pami said to me when I was young. He says, sometimes if you do not know what you want and you, you haven't got some kind of vision in your own head or, you know, who do you want to really connect with, they can walk past you and they are the perfect fit for you as a friend or as a mm -hmm. partner and you'll never see them yeah, because they just walk past you. But subhanAllah, as long as you've got... Sliding doors. Yeah, you've got that vision open, knowing yeah. what you want and that when that person walks past, that's, that's the one. Yep. That's them. That's Absolutely. it. And mm -hmm. subhanAllah, how many of us miss out on opportunities purely because we do not have no. awareness. Awareness. You know, Our reception on. Yeah. I live by that. Have your reception on. Things happen. Everything happens. Not for fate or reason. Allah's planning it. Yes. Things are being put in your path. No, Things are happening. Just be aware of why. We can say that with our business. It, yeah, 100%. SubhanAllah, where we were and where we are today and the roller coaster ride of how we've gone down and gone up into different perspectives. Like we were in the events game now, in the retail game. Now in the drive-through game, you know, subhanAllah, event management game, very diverse, very different. But how you get in and how you get, it's, <laughs> like, just, it's like you get, it's like you know, because you had your, you know, awareness there. Mm. Wow, great opportunity. Very hard, very very hard to get into something new when you've been doing this for so long. Subhanallah, opens mm. up such an amazing absolutely, thing in life. absolutely, and that and that's a really poignant point where. Harry Kidner gives me a call and says, you know, you really got to help your brother. I've cut my own path. I'm a star at my company. I'm kicking goals again. I'm back on top. 
go work for Haysam. We've got to be in his shadow. And, that, and Haysam at that time, you know, he's always been quite successful. He's always been well-respected in the game. He's a pioneer in our, in our industry. I don't want to be in his shadow. I don't want to go yeah. work with him. Like, it's it's well, difficult it's now. It's, it's a tough decision. Family first. Colours. And that was one of the hardest things. I still remember talking about it now. It's something I've, I've forgotten. Going to my boss and resigning. Like, I've put him through hell. You know, he's stuck by me through the ups Thick and, and the downs and the, and the community services and I can't work this weekend because I've got to clean a garden or I haven't got a licence, I can't go to that job. He's stuck by me all through wow. that whole time. Now, after all these years, and I'm getting a return on my investment, you're going to go leave me for your brother? That's a hard thing to do. But I thought, again, reception's on. That phone call didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. That phone call... Wasn't coincidence. It's there Not for even reason. your own brother called. It was a, my brother didn't call me. Hasten didn't call me, and and he didn't know. Hasten didn't know that Harry called me. It's oh, not wow. like he said, "Give my brother a call." He could, he, if he had a ring me and said, "Dash I weren't running. You know what I mean? Yes, it's yes. my older brother. Yes, yes, yes. I would, you know, I'd go to the ends of the earth for him. But that's not what happened. Harry Kidner gives me a call. I hang up. And I'm thinking, hmm. That's that's a moment. You know, that's a moment, something, there's wow. fear, sheer. there's something in this. I take the weekend to think about it. Uh, I talk to Amar, um, and with most decisions, I, I, I talk to Amar about, you know, my wife, about, you know, what's happening. And, and she said, you know, go for it. You never know where this takes you. Walked into Bruce's office, you know, Bruce is a, you know, Came an industry leader, you know, we, we all owe a lot to, to Bruce. And what, again, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is he had to resign. Eh? Before I even said it, he could see it on my face. Oh, wow. He goes, mate, go. You know, I understand. We're a family business. He's got his three sons in the business, his wife. Because don't worry what most people are going to say, that you're, you know, you dogged us and da-da-da-da. Because the, the undertone was he's always going to leave us and work for his brother. And that was never the case. I, I generally wanted to stay there and, and work with him. Um, but, again, you know, successes. This opportunity came up. I went out and uh, resigned and worked for Haysem. I had learned a whole different field to what Haysem had ever worked in, in construction, right? So I brought a new skill set to his business. Wow. Around that same time, Harry Kidner, the guy that called me, got sick. So he was the manager of the business. And what did they do? Mohammed, I've been there now six months. You're the manager in this business. You've got to step wow. in. Harry's sick or he's gone away for a while. You, you're going to have to step up. And uh, I had a really good response from all the workers, and I bought different skill sets, different management style, different, different, different. All of a sudden, bang, you know, we've got new revenue streams coming in. By the time Harry came back, he's like, you know what, keep doing what you're doing. It's working well. He didn't wow. get upset. He's happy. We worked alongside each other, got busier and busier again, called Jamal, dude, it's time to come across. He wow. brought another revenue stream, and then for the next, I think it was six years, and I'm not, by no means am I saying, hey, some success is attributed to me, not by not even ten percent, not not at all. But just bringing the brothers together, bringing, the f- bringing different revenue streams in, thinking about things, and when you've got people Re- you trust around you, yes. and you're working for the right, in- you know, the right reasons with the right intention, you're not there just to make money, but generally make yes. a change. Yes, yes. All of a sudden, your confidence lifts. You take that risk. Hasem was always risk averse. Yeah, Hasem, I've got this uh, opportunity. Maya, back then it was Maya was a, hundred, a million dollar fit out. Mohammed, million dollar fit out back then. It's it's big halas. I got this. We're doing it. Ordinarily, he'd say no, but he's, my brother's there. My other brother's there. Da da da. Bang. Yeah. And then the business grew and grew and grew. And alhamdulillah, we had great successes there for for a, keep knocking the table. Amazing. Uh, for a Amazing. little while there, and alhamdulillah, Hasan got a tap on the shoulder. 
So there was a, a company from the United States that wanted to open, buy the best company in each state, amalgamate, and make the best national fire company. There was never a national other than Wimbledon Chubb. Oh, wow. Um, and again, Hasem, and in my mind, this is my business. You know, Hasem's going to retire one day. He's going to leave me the business. You know, I've been kicking goals for five or six years now. A succession plan. Yes, yes. How old were you then? 26, seven. Did you ever have the conversation with No, never. It was just understood. Just, it was just, yes. It was understood. And unspoken, but unspoken, understood. Unspoken, but I'm working my guts out here. And, and <laughs> credit to Hasem, you know, he paid us well, well. Like, it's not like he was mafi fada. Yes. Like, yes, like, uh, yes, yes, Whatever you, they were getting, you were going to get. You know, it's didn't not didn't like he, he fail one of you? Who did he fail? He failed me. Yeah, yeah, my exams. <laughs> Hasem's also an examiner at yeah, RMIT. That's how, that's just, and, to, just to let you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was how much of a straight <laughs> uh, shooter he is. Yeah, I failed it by two marks. <laughs> so the pass rate was 75, 76% in my final exam at school at RMIT. And uh, you told me that story. Your mum lost it. I look at my <laughs> seventy-three. I'm like, surely two points. Like, surely my handwriting would have been enough to push me through. Like, <laughs> and man, we we yeah, I, we ended up having a fight at mum's house. We went through the glass yeah. window, and uh, mum, how could your son do this to me? <laughs> I hate the Allah. You got to tell him off. <laughs> but it makes you who you are now. Hundred um, percent justice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hasan got a, t- a tap on the shoulder, and Muhammad, I'm selling. What do you mean you're selling? Got a tap on the shoulder, you know. It's a it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity. It's we're going to take the we're going to all work for him. Da da da. da. So you know what? That's another moment. That's another moment. You know, I had oh, my no. vision of what the future might look like. God, and I've got I'm a planner. God's the best of planners. Yes, yeah, he had a different vision for us. So now I brought a different revenue stream in. Jamal brought a different revenue stream in. ARA brought an even whole, a national revenue stream in. So now we're getting corporate. So we've been bought out by a corporate company. We're getting corporate training without ever having worked in a corporate wow. company. So now we're doing uh, whip reports, work uh, and cost of completes, and learning oh. how to manage projects on a national scale, millions and millions of dollars. The nine hundred workforce now we've gone from sixty, seventy people in Vic to nine hundred nationally. Wow. Whole different thing. So. At that time, just gets you ready, ready for the next big thing. Looking at it back then, all these little steps lead you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. But back then, I hated Hasem. You, <laughs> you, you took my heart. Yeah, it's, it's our company. My... And I never said anything to him. I just thought, you know what? Alhamdulillah. But deep down, you know? deep down, this is probably the first time I've ever said it publicly or anywhere, to be honest. I don't think I've ever spoken about it. Um, no, I don't think I have. I was cut. That we worked our guts out. You know, I introduced new things. So back then, cameras, camera phones. I don't know if you remember camera phones back then, the Nokias. They used to come with a cable. Yes, yes, yes. So what I introduced for that business was a picture says a thousand words. When you're doing a job, if there's a defect or a fault, take a photo of it, email it to the office. And back then, you have to MMS email. And wow. you remember MMS? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Our quotes went up 80% r- approval rating because there's a photo now. Proof. Proof that, you know, you can put all the writing in the world mm. and, you know, most facility managers at, at my, we had a my contract, Cole's contract, they've got hundreds and hundreds of bits of paper on their desk when, you know, oh, yeah, well, leaky, blah, 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 yeah. $3,000. Oh, shit, it's rust around it and it's dripping and da-da-da-da. All of a sudden, 80% approval rating. Wow, like, high priority. So now I'm thinking, that's 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 me. I, you know, I did this, you know, I'm going to, and I'm going to, so anyway. We get tapped on the shoulder when now we're... Hey, some you upset your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm done. I'm done <laughs> for everything. So now we're getting corporate training. Now we're exposed to a whole different set of clients, Westfields, GPT, Shell, Caltex, all these wonderful clients. So you look back and you think, I could be upset about it. 
you know, Allah doesn't burden you more than you can handle. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was a burden. I'm going to work for, um, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and say, you know, it was Jewish, a Jewish company. I'm going to go work for Yahudi and this and that. <laughs> turned out to be the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Trained us, pushed us forward, helped us. Don't judge a book by its cover. Wow. You know, Allah, Allah doesn't, doesn't put you in situations. bring you the best teachers. 100%. When you're worthy when you deserve of the lesson, you get the right teacher. That's right. 100%. That's right. We, we've, we've gone down that path too. you yeah. be amazed where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends you. The best teachers, um, if they are the best teachers, then he'll send them That's to right. you. That's right. So we stayed with him for five or six years. Haysom had a five-year contract. I didn't have a contract. Uh, I was just a, a worker. Um, and we kicked goals, man. Our, our company uh, was called ARA back then. So Haysom was a rhino fire, was brought out to automatic fire and then called ARA, a real Australian. Um, one of the best companies nationally, recognised. Everyone knew us. Mm. You know, we, we, had, we thought we had reach before with the, with the small clientele that we had. Now we're national. Wow. I'm making friends with owners of Westfields, uh, portfolio managers, you know, little old Muhammad from the northern suburbs that was called... Wow, you know, every name under the sun now is is the national account manager for Westfields, Masalan. I'm dealing wow. with Frank Lowy himself. And I'm talking to the big hitters of the, of the industry, not knowing what's coming up. I'm thinking this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to work for this company for the rest of my life. I'll be the next national manager. Fast forward a little bit, things start to change. Um, I'm now rubbing the existing um, managers that have been there for a long time up the wrong way. Why? I'm pushing hard. Now this, uh, we amalgamated all these businesses. There's existing managers within those businesses that don't like the fact that there's, there's a 27, 28-year-old here that's got these national contracts and here are 50, 60-year-old guys that haven't done half the stuff that we've done. Wow. Right? So now there's a bit of this. Have a chat to Haysom. I'm like, look, and I've still got the photo. SubhanAllah, someone took a photo. We're in the lunchroom downstairs and they, they walked past and took a photo. Me and Haysom are sitting down. He's like, what, what do you want to talk about? I said, hey, I think it's time for me to step out. He goes, proud of you. Well done. He didn't say, La, I need you here. I've signed on as a manager. You're my support. You're, my success is yours. No. He said, MashaAllah, are you sure? I said, yeah, I, th I think I'm ready. I, th I think that's the right thing. I think I've hit a ceiling here. You've delivered your promise to the owners of this business. You've taken it national. We're hitting our targets. We've fulfilled our mena here. It's done. You might have to stay, but I don't. I think it's time for us to go. And I started, well, La Lazim with zero money. Zero money. So at this stage, I'm married. I've paid for my wedding. I've just bought a house. Um, I've got a kid on the way. Wow. I'm mortgaged. So all that money that I made back then, oh, like, oh. you know, it went to, I, I blew it all away. So I started a fresh life with Amar um, and I'm just getting on my feet. I'm just, huh, just starting again. And I, and I hit him with, I'm starting a business. Amar is like, <laughs> just calm down. What are you doing? You're going to put us in debt? Da, da, da. No debt. Allah will yasir. Wow. And I, we'll, we'll do it. So I go to the business. From nothing. From zero. Allah azim zero. There zero. You there you go, everybody. So in my bank account, I, I probably would have had $13,000, $14,000. That's it. Um, enough to buy a van and enough to buy tools and that's it. Enough to get me going. Um, it's amazing. You can't buy capacity. No. No. And what, this is what these young generations do not understand. Really, yeah. Yeah. They think money is going to make them money. But it's capacity that can make everything two things will make your money your word right and and delivering on your promise so if people trust that you will deliver on your promise they will back you day in day out and that's one thing that i did with my clients all the way through whether it was going to cost me money whether i had to work saturday night till 4 a.m to deliver whether you know if i was going to lose money on the project or even i have to go do it on myself when i was off the tools on the tools and 
do it myself, I did it. I delivered the project, whether it cost me money, whether it cost me a reputation, at no no chance that I ever let a customer down, ever. Wow. So when I resigned, um, a lot of customers, and I announced my resignations, we're going to back you, Mo. We're going with you. We're going with you. All of them. Um, I was supposed to get a payout from the company. That's what I was relying on to start my business, my redundancy, you know, whatever it was. I had $25,000 that I should have been paid out. Should have. Um, should have. Didn't get paid out oh, because wow. why? Those customers came to me and said, we're going with you. I, I, in their eyes, I poached their clients. I didn't approach them. They came to me. Wow. And said they would go with me. I mean, no problems at all. I, you know, I'll do the job. They found out and they, before my resignation time was up, they marched me out of the office, put your stuff in a box with Labarra, Kahashuni. They kicked me out. Wow. So this, I'm still employed by them. I'd, resol- I'd, I'd announced my resignation. I told them I'm going to start a new company, but they couldn't handle the fact that I'd already garnered so much support. Oh. They saw me as a threat. So they marched me out and, and took away my entitlements. And this wasn't the Jewish guy. This wasn't that guy. This was someone else after him. So oh, wow. I don't want to day He supported yeah, yeah. me all the way. Um, so now I've got no money. I've been marched out. Was Hasem still in the company? Hasem was still the manager of the business. Oh, wow. And he had That's to watch his brother point. being thrown out with a box, putting his stuff in. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. Wow. And if you know Hasem, you know he's a man of integrity, yeah, right? So very. he's his younger brother now that's Luckily jeopardized like, yeah. his reputation. You know, how hard is it for him? Oh, did, he, did he have a hand in this business? Was he feeding him work? Was he setting him up? And you know Hasem, he wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> but the cloud is there. <laughs> of course. Yes. So, now, yeah, so now. Perception, man. Perception, so when I say to him, I'm starting a business, he's thinking, he didn't say to me, like, you're going to embarrass me. I'm still the manager here. You know, he supported me. Go for it, you know. Oh, and, Allah, and Allah will be in the hut. So doesn't matter what happens in the moment, the truth will prevail. Hold your head up high, walk out. As long as you've done the right thing, no one's going to It doesn't matter what happens now. So, (laughs) babe, I got sacked. (laughs) (laughs) From from starting to say that's nice. What do you mean, babe, I got sacked? You know, how are we going to survive? And... I don't know how we're going to solve it. Allah will see what happens. Would that, would that be one of your lowest moments? Um, I'm many Again, we talk about successes, successes and low moments. I have many. That was one of them. That was one of them. You know, I've got a, new, a newly born daughter. Um, I've got a mortgage. I don't have a job. I've got no money. Where no, do I go no from no here? Entitlements. <laughs> no entitlement. No, nothing, nothing. And I've got a mortgage to pay for. Khair, we'll see what happens. I was around the same time as the Syrian war, 2014. When the Syrian war first started, started um, and at that stage, I, st- I was just starting to give back. I was just starting to, you know, I've got a bit of money saved. You know, I'd go fundraisers, hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, whatever it was. So, and you know, I set up the business. I was getting little jobs, five hundred dollars, six hundred, enough to keep me going. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I had three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars in my bank account. You know, this is after three or four weeks of trading. I'd, I'd opened up the registered the name, the business name, paid for this, paid for that. That's all I got left, 3700 We go to um, Riverley, and I can't remember who did the um, the fundraiser for Syria back then, but they put the video up of when the, when the Syrian war first started and yes, the bombing terrible. and the kids yeah. and the, this, you know, Ashar Badani. I gave him everything, $3,750, donated it all. A whole lot. A whole lot, everything in my bank account. Wow. Signed it off. You were Abu Bakr then. I was moved. I was moved by what was happening. You know, where, everything you had. Well, Azim, everything I had. I've still got a mortgage. I've got to buy tools the next day. I had nil hal. You know, whoever did that fundraiser hit the nail on the head. I'd say, honestly, <laughs> we got to recruit. Absolutely rocked me. 
Um, babe, <laughs> I haven't got any money. I need petrol. I'm going to ask your wife now for petrol money. What wow. do you mean you get money? Uh, I don't. Uh, you what? I don't. You know, I, okay, khair, inshallah. You know, we'll see what happens. So I donated $3,750. The next two days, two days afterwards, I get a phone call from one of my own clients. Muhammad, how are you going? Good, good. I've been trying to get into uh, get onto you at the office. They told me you resigned. Yeah, yeah. Remember that project ages ago we discussed about replacing all the pipe work in this building because it's become rusted? Yeah, it was about $70,000, $70,000, $75,000, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get it done like now. What do you mean? It's just burst. It's flooding the car park. I, we've got no more. We've budgeted for it. You've got to come and do it. I don't have money to... Oh, we'll, we'll pay you up front. When? Two days after I donated. So when Allah says to you... Allah, okay. and Not a word of... Not exaggeration. Not... Word for word. Exactly what happened, right? I said, I can't afford to do it. I can't afford to... I can't buy... The material. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> 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 That's a low point in life. Yeah, I can't, I'm borrowing money for fuel for my wife. To wow. fill my car. Um, I'll give you the money for it. No, I, what do you mean? I, I can't do that. No, 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 that's fine. You know, that's what people do in business. They pay deposits. $35,000. What did I donate? $33,550, whatever it was. I got, I got tenfold back. That is a promise. Two days Allah later. That is ultimate If you don't promise. have your reception on, if you're not listening, if you're not aware, wow. these are, the, these are the, the, the lessons in life, right? If I had said, you know what? I'm not going to go to that, that fundraiser. I don't have money to donate. What am I going to go do there? But I thought, you know what? I'll go. I'll go. I'll learn something. I'll see what's happening in the world. Allah Alam, what Allah has in store for me. It's when you give from your heart. It's the heart that gives. Last dollar. Last dollar. A, nothing left. It's a big call. Last Mashallah. dollar. That's, 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 that's a Bakka story. All, all or nothing. <laughs> all, in, all in, brother. All in. All in, That's the show. I was going to catch a flight. If I had money, <laughs> I, had money I would have booked a ticket and went there. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. It just shows, SubhanAllah. So that was the start of Specialized Fire Protection. In seven years, we went from zero to a $25 million business. Wow. And we never stopped giving. We never stopped giving all the mashallah. way through. That's, that's one thing I can testify. I've known you for what, about nearly over 20 years, mashallah. And, and never did I see it not come back immediately. Have awareness. If I donate 50 here or 25 there or 10 there, whatever the figure was, a day later, uksum billah. I see miracles daily, <laughs> daily. Wallah, azim daily. The next day, that minute, a text message, an email would come through. We won this contract. We just, you know, we just picked up this portfolio. Um, the guys just did a really good job in our budgets. You know, we 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 budgeted this, but we've made that all the way through that business. So I had that business for seven years, and all the way through, it's one thing I didn't stop doing, and the one, and that's the one miracle that kept me going, Allah kept me going. Yeah. You know, it's okay, it's fine. You know. God doesn't burden you more than, and whatever it is, you, you, you've got no money to fill the car, you got to, it's fine. It is what it is. Allah, Allah will guide us. He's not going to, he's a luck. Unless you're not giving him his rights. Unless you're not praying. Unless you're not doing your dhikr. Unless you're not donating. Unless you're not fasting. Then expect to be slapped around like I was from 21 to 25. I was slapped around decently because I deserved it. <laughs> Post that, alhamdulillah. He's slapping around because he loves you. He wants to wake you up. Wake you up. Because you're asleep. Not just that. If he doesn't slap you around now, when are you going to get slapped around at the ikhra? Mm, I'd exactly. rather get slapped around here. 100%. Ten 100%. times fold. 100%. Do, if, if you're getting slapped around in life now, Allah loves you. No know way. that. 100%. Know that. It's not because he is punished. He wants 100%. you to wake up now before you get to the ikhra. 100%. You need that wake-up call. And yeah. you're blessed if Allah wakes you up now. Because yeah. if you miss that opportunity and it's later, 
There's no turning back. There's no turning back. The 5G has to be on. We're going to use that word. The 5G, 5G needs to be on. has to be on. on. You get a phone call and you think, hmm, that person hasn't rang me in a while. Why has he rang me for? There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. Or something's happened out of the ordinary or there's an opportunity that's popped up. 100%. Could mean nothing. Allah alam. But there's a barakah, there's a lesson, there's yeah, something yeah. in it. Subhanallah. Like same thing happened with our, my pie. We never contemplated in the history of our I remember you talking to me about it. That we were going to open up yeah. a drive-thru Yeah, you asked me. What do you pie. think? Yeah, drive-thru like, pie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> guys have, Bubble that guy's been working on the fries too long. <laughs> why would you open up another completely new, different business when you've got a Bergie's mm. model that you can just duplicate. Yeah. And subhanAllah, it just kept on knocking. Yeah. It just kept on. We, we said no so one. The four people, different yes. people Second time, offered no. us that business. No. I said, I'm going to hold on for a second. Now there's yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something there. Not yeah. normal. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something. It's like it's meant for you. Louder, louder. Yeah, four, yeah. Pe- four different people. Yeah, Mama, yeah, it's yeah, meant yeah, offering yeah. you the same business. And we were looking at like, this place was so run down. Now, and wallahi, I remember Iba telling me, we've built the whole place. Like we've put our, you know, we've really, we did everything to the best of our ability. And Iba looked at me before the opening and said, wallahi, I don't know if we're going to get busy or not. We don't even know if these people mm. are going mm. to take on this product because we really didn't have a market research in regards to that product. Yeah. But we knew that we could build an amazing place that looked good, that provided amazing product. But in regards to that product, is it going to work bubble tea? Coffee, mm. uh, halal pies. <laughs> you know, is there yeah. a demand for halal pie? That like people saying us, yeah, we'll have a halal pie. But subhanallah, the amount of pies we move through that business now. Mm. Of, we got people standing on Frankston yeah, coming for the pies. That's, that's the trick, right? Is, you, you might want a pie, but you're going to come back for another exactly. and another that's and another. Right. That's the trick. And subhanallah, and, and that we were honestly, like I can say, honestly, we were yeah. dragged into getting that. But pie. just on, I, I was speaking to one of my employees that's been with us for five years, Saba. And we've opened a Hoppers Crossing store, obviously. Mm. And subhanAllah, both managers are married because of the Bergie brand. Yeah. And I just say to Ahmed sometimes, like, subhanAllah, Allah's wanted us to open Hoppers because originally Hoppers wasn't in our mm. scope. But Allah subhanAllah don't want to open Hoppers for that marriage to take place. It just, it's so many things. I believe it. I believe you know it. what I mean? It's, sometimes it's not about. Yeah. What outcome and you're taking, you're yeah, taking yeah, there, yeah. but it's meant to happen. So something's something coming else. out of that business. There's butterkin in it. Like the man- financial the or spiritual or whatever it is, there's butterkin in it. The manager of Hoppers got married to the manager of Campbellfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, mashallah, they're married. Yeah. Amazing. They came to visit us last night, yeah, last night. yesterday. yesterday yeah. Subhanallah, how amazing it is that you can't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, like even yeah. going to Hoppers, we went there to buy chicken. <laughs> we went there to get a new chicken supplier. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. ended up <laughs> opening up another store. <laughs> Subhanallah. Wallahi. Wallahi. We went there to check out a new chicken supplier because the chicken that we were getting was, was just coming inconsistent. completely inconsistent. Yeah. One day it's 120 grams, next day it's 60 grams. How can yeah, you give yeah. a burger some guy one day 60 gram patty, next day 200 <laughs> gram patty? Yeah. This day he gets a big chicken, you know, <laughs> next day he's got nothing. It's like, we're telling the guy, come on, man. Like, it's not that hard just to give us a proper. Now we'll give you the guy 100 to 120 grams. Please just keep it there. Kept on stuffing it up. Mm-hmm. It, it forced us to go down to Hopper's Crossing to meet a new supplier. Yeah, and then sure. we were there that day and we met the owner of the property and subhanAllah we offered the property. Yeah. Like it's what's amazing. the chances? But if that guy didn't stuff up the chicken over and over and over. There you go. You know? but, but that goes back to his theory. He wouldn't have met his wife. He didn't lose his license. Hundred <laughs> percent. His mate wouldn't have picked him up. To, 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 to yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't go down the wrong path and, and get wild and lose things. my license, I wouldn't have met my wife. 
you know. And, and Not that we're telling people to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But when you reflect, just, just reflect. When, when you're in that moment and Worst you think, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Why do I keep failing? Why is every, every door I open up? So at the time, I'm remembering, you know, I'm trying to pay my mortgage, but I've lost my license. So I have to keep driving. And I'm going to get caught. And I'm going to go back to court. And I'm going to, so every door, I'm in Sakurabushi. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, God, why? Why? Like, and then, you know what? I'm going to rebel. He doesn't give a shit about me. I'm the worst. I'm digging my hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Subhan but you got to go through to get to where, you know, sometimes, oh, what was it saying? you got to smell the shit to appreciate the flower. you really got to, you really got to savour that, you know, you really, so when you get a little bit of, you know, oh, the karamba. My dad, Allah, we said, make sure, like I used to have a dog and he said, make sure you rub his nose in the shit so he never does it ever again. Yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. when you smell, like you said, it finally reminded me, like my dad said that saying, he goes, if you rub your, you know, the nose in the shit, you'll never want to smell it again. That's what, what happened. Subhanallah. I had to get rubbed in it. <laughs> rubbed in it. I'm a bit thick skinned. <laughs> yeah, subhanallah. So, so that, that led us to Specialized, alhamdulillah, seven years at Specialized. And um, just before COVID, I felt like I had, a, I'd had enough. You know, I'd been in the business and it was hard work. We had great successes, but I'd yeah. work and not just me. We saw that. Right? Well, yeah. we, saw that. we saw that. We, we, yeah. we, we went away together. Yeah, yeah. mashallah. So, like, you were up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. and we're trying to, you know, like enjoy yeah. you know, your birthday. Yeah, and subhanallah. Like I, I, said to Ahmed, I, said, I said to Ahmed, no, no, we, we think we worked hard. Yeah. And when we were in your presence, I said, we don't work as hard we as we work think. As well, you know what I mean? Mashallah. Like non-stop. you actually, like, you, you, you really shocked us because we didn't assume you worked that hard. Mm. No one says the struggle, do No, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to say. We we weren't privy to that. But we're business owners, so we know how difficult managing staff and your business. We thought we worked hard, but when we seen you, mashallah. uh, You had the laptop on while driving up to Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's with me 24-7. It still is. You know, two phones, a laptop, the whole lot. It's amazing how much you see, like, you know what I mean? Even us, like, having our own business, having multiple. SubhanAllah, when you see somebody, SubhanAllah, even pushing harder than you. It, it, it motivates you to yeah. want to do more. You know Absolutely. what I mean? There's no doubt. Allah, you, being with you that day it did motivate us. Wallah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Allah, we look back at me and we had a good chat about it. You know? yeah. Alhamdulillah, right? It's always good to see brothers that are excelling, that are doing more than us. So we can say, you know what? Here we go. We can do that too. Absolutely. Why not? And, and that's the beauty of meeting amazing brothers that are doing more than us. That we want, you know, here's a step ahead. Why, why, mm. why are you getting comfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's that Jewish guy that I, that I told you about. He taught me a couple of things. One, to stand still is to go backwards. You can't stand still. You can't get comfortable in the moment, right? You can't think, okay, I've achieved now. Alhamdulillah. You know, this is where I want to stay in life. The world yeah, keeps moving. You're going to yeah, get yeah. left behind. Yeah, keep yeah. pushing yourself. Keep so excelling. Keep ch- pushing the barriers to see how far you can get. Because if you fail, guess what? The next one's going to be further and further and further. If I hadn't have pushed myself all those times, I wouldn't have got to where I was. If you're mm-hmm. scared of failure, if you're scared of risks, you know, That's you do your stikhara, you, you do it for the right intentions. I never set out to be, I want to have this and that and the other. That was never in my peripheral. It was never in my thought process. I just wanted to work. I actually just generally wanted to work and have fun at work. That's That was my oh. driver, provide for my family, Instead of, you know, being somewhere in my store and that's it. You know? oh. Success was a byproduct. 
you know, if you, financial success. Yes, yes, I had yes. other successes. I had fun with my family. I had fun with my friends. You know, I was able to have my birthday with my closest friends and, you know, go out on a racetrack and thrash supercars. That's yeah. my success. Yeah. That was fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was That's beautiful. It was beautiful. Absolutely wonderful. So seven years in, I thought, you know what, enough. You know, and at that stage, I've got a team of people around me that have been with me since when? Since Hasem's business. So wow. a couple of uh, people in the business, more than a couple, probably five or six people that went from Hasem's business uh, to the ARA, the other business, to my business. So they've been with us. They went 15 years and supported, loyal. Family. So I said, look, I'm done. I'm going to sell the business. And at that time I was talking to another company that was looking for a fire business. We struck a deal, sold it to them. And um, I had did a deal with them that I would stay with them for five years to help enact their national plan. Um, for reasons that I can't get into, that plan didn't work out. Uh, it became, again, very difficult to work in a corporate environment um, where it's such a large business. At this day, we had something like 3,000 uh, employees. Wow. Um, a lot of red tape there. A lot of red tape. A lot of red tape and a lot of people pulling in different directions. Unfortunately, the um, again, I can't get into it, but we weren't aligned. So it's probably best for me to step back. So I took a step back. And around the same time that I took a step back, those people that were with us from the start, it was their time to shine. So it was probably a good time for me to step back because if I stay where I am, no one else is getting a shot. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be overshadowing everybody. So I thought probably a good time for me to step back and, and give someone else the opportunity to step up. Wow. And, and that's what happened. Four companies started when I resigned. Wow. They all stepped up. So the younger brother started a business. My operations manager started a business. One of my leading hands started. Four fire businesses started after I resigned. And they all excelled, all of them. Fantastic. So I look back at that and I think, you know what, if I didn't step back, where would they be? Would they not have this time? Allahu alam. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but sometimes it just needs that person who is confident enough to step away and then they say, well, he can, I can. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's one thing yeah. a lot of times I see for my youth is that. Yeah, 100%. When they can, when they, when they, when they can see somebody who's done it, it just becomes easy. It becomes easy. I can do it too. He's done it. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing we're lacking within the Muslim community. I think a lot of times that, subhanAllah, like I talk to friends of mine, you know, and they say to me, oh, we've always had people to look up to. Always had people that we've seen them take the road. So it's easy. We just follow their footsteps. Yeah. Right. SubhanAllah, what you did was just you you put a pathway out and then they go, oh, look, there you go. There's the road. Just take that road down. There you go. But Allah. I think from from our youth perspective and the people around us, that's one thing. You know, there, there are many, many I mean, uh, just through the work that I do, I've been exposed to so many people within our community here in Melbourne and in Australia that you're you own that company, you're the fifteenth richest person in Australia, and you're what you're they're there amongst us. You just got to find you. You got to have reception on. That's but right. I think further to the point, you can't be greedy either. No. You got to sort of okay enough. Yeah. Don't be like that ruler in the Middle East that sits on the chair all his life. <laughs> other, other people deserve a crack, Amen. right? And you've got to support them. Just like people supported me. Hasem supported me. I had many, many men mentors along the way, many yes, mentors. Yes. And they didn't stand in my way and, you know, just stay there under my shadow. They stepped back and said, okay, now it's your time to shine. And then the other person gave me a leg up. It's important that you bring 100%. people along the way, um, mentorships, guide, like you guys do with the leadership. Why am I a big supporter? Of the, of the retreat, you know, I don't think I've ever told you guys this, but what you guys do through that, I had to build myself. I had to find leaders and latch onto them and, and, and allow, you know, push them to, to push me yeah. and guide me. You put it all together in a, in a weekend camp and make the introductions and, and make yeah. it happen. I didn't have that growing up. Yeah, there was no retreat. There was no leadership camp. I didn't know who the CEO of NAB was. 
you got to bring him to the to the to the retreat camp. You know, yeah. you've got <laughs> Joe Blow from the Northern Suburbs talking to the you know the XCO of, of NAB Bank. You know, what yeah. does that happen? I had to fight for that. You know, so I'm a big believer in if you are a leader in your industry, if you are successful, look over your shoulder. There's five or six people waiting Amen. for your knowledge. Give back, man. Give back a bit, yeah. Take them along for the Don't journey. Open some doors for them. Let them have a crack. Yeah. That's the magic of giving. And the magic of giving is where you stepping out of the way. Yeah. And, and I tell people sometimes the magic of, like even myself, like when I was I used to manage Queen Victoria Market Security, if, when I, before I stepped away, I got the guy ready. Mm. And I said, hey, you know, and subhanAllah, me and that guy, we had really bad running. We had a lot of hardships with each other, you know, bad feelings at a certain time. I went up to him and said, listen, I'm leaving. And I go, but you're the man for the job. I'm going to get you ready and prepped to run the whole site. Mm. And we mm. had 26 sites and a multi-million dollar contract. And I said, you're going to run it. And he looks at me. He goes, really, me? I said, you're the best man for the job. I go, I look mm. behind me and I can see how many boys want this. I know how many are hungry. Mm. Go, but you're the man for it. And when he said, when he said, it's like when I left, he did. He took it to another level as well. Sometimes, and how proud are you for that? Amazing. Because, yeah, you, you know, like, like you feel like, you know, you don't let something go. Yeah. And the same thing yeah. in the Department of Justice. I left the you know. And that's, that's been really part of our vision for Burgies and Mopai is is that, you know, we know everyone everyone knows Islamically that if you teach somebody the Fed to help and they use it to get continuous charity. But what about if you teach somebody how to change a lock? What yeah. about if you teach somebody yeah. how to be great at service? Yeah. You're still getting Hassan manager. Absolutely. You know what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. But Rasulullah Salam actually freed, you know, veterans and because they taught them how to read yeah. and write. That's how powerful that was. Mm. You yeah. know, these enemies of Allah subhanahu wa and he allowed them to be freed as long as they taught a Muslim how to read yeah. and write. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So passing on, so having being that conduit is amazing. Yeah. It's a responsibility. It's a, it's, it's a worship. Yeah, it's a it's a right that right. people have on on us. Yes, you've taken awesome. us you've taken us through a roller coaster ride, Michelle. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, beautiful yeah. roller coaster ride. Question I ask is, when was it that time in your life where you truly felt successful? Like you can look back and say, "Hey, man, like I really feel successful. Like I've I'm, I've made it. I'm, I'm here." You know what I mean? Like, is there something that you envisioned in your life? You know that really like that you got you hit that spot. It's very hard to pinpoint that one moment because, as you said, it's it's a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, ride. mashallah. Um, and if you had asked me ten years ago, it would have been something different. If you asked asked me fifteen years ago, but right now, my success right now is being a father and a husband. I haven't been able to to do that for the last god knows how long. So now I've got time. I've I've been able to step back from heavy business. I've worked with community. Of of you know, my schedule is not that busy. So now. When I sit with my daughters and, and I read Quran with sure. them or they come with me, you saw them at the mosque on, on the like weekends, going, yeah. it's my success. You know, I look back and think, alhamdulillah, I did that hard yards that now has allowed me to enjoy this, bring them with me to the mosque, encourage them. Because I, previously I didn't have time to be there. You know, I wouldn't have had the time to, you know, my wife at the mosque, me at the mosque together, praying together, Jum'ah, Ramadan, da 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 I never Amazing. had that before. Now I've got, I suppose what I'm trying to get at, quality time. Yeah. I have the ability to enjoy the time that I'm in. That's my success. Mm. It doesn't matter whether I'm enjoying it in a palace or at the mosque or in the street, but I'm in the moment. Mm, mm. If you can enjoy your time in the moment, I think that's success. Yeah, that's sure. that's something that I had I had a wonderful, you know, during my business, seven, eight years, and I did some wonderful things, but they're fleeting moments. They don't stay with you. Yeah. They're, they're slight memories. They're, mm. I can only remember the, the car things, but I didn't. At one stage I, um, I hired 11 helicopters uh, when we had the Grand Prix in, at the at the uh, Phillip Island racetrack, so I flew all my clients and staff 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from the city to the Phillip Island racetrack, watched the race, and flew them back. Wow. You know, I mean, that's, we did some amazing things. It's a fleeting memory. What stays with you is watching my kids at the cafe, you know, under the pump, no, you I know, praying next it. to me. <laughs> that that sits with me. That's a bit of success for yeah, me. You know, yeah. that, that's something that resonates with me. Being able to conversate with my wife without, like, actually being in the moment. Well, usually I'm talking to her, but I'm thinking about nine hundred, you know, nine hundred other yeah, things. Yeah, it's amazing. But I'm actually amazing. looking her in the eye, and I'm talking, and we and and we're going back and forth. I never had that. I didn't have yeah. that for a long, 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 long time. So right. right now, that's my you success. You get caught it's up. How a lot of people don't understand that, do they? That, that how much pressure you're under as a business owner. I was never yeah. there. I was never it's there. So I, was, true. I was here. It's so true. But behind the eyes, I was far away. Yeah. I was really. I, far I hear away. that from my wife a lot too. Yeah. Like, you, you're actually not present. No. But you, it's a no. shame. You don't, as a business owner, you just and you don't know how, how much you hurt the people around you. You know, because they can see it. you can't. Well, I'm here. I'm listening. I, look, I heard what you said. Did you really? You know, did you really? You didn't. You know, you're on holidays with us, but you're not there. You're on your phone. You're on your laptop. You know, you're up early in the morning. Put it away. Put that laptop. Away. Don't take it on holidays. You know, yeah. don't take your phone with you. Be in the moment. And I wasn't able to do that for a long, long, long time. How a lot of business owners can't. You know, I mean, because they are in that situation of under yeah. pressure. It's just so much, and so addictive. much writing. Yeah. It's addictive. It, it is addictive. It is. It is. It is. Because for the first few months after I resigned, what do I do? Like, <laughs> why isn't the phone ringing? <laughs> Maybe there's no reception. <laughs> Amr, did you pay the bill? <laughs> I couldn't. Figure anxiety. Out. The anxiety levels are high. And alhamdulillah, like around the same time that, that I did resign, we we're working on Preston Mosque. So That's right. Yeah. I got a tap on the shoulder from um, Mustafa Faour. Uh, I'll reward him oh, and Tarek. Two beautiful brothers, and they were going through some. Um, you know, they had this big plan to renovate Preston Mosque and um, I, I didn't have the bandwidth before to do that. But again, you know, I was able to, you know, that, and that gave me huge success, you know. Look, to be honest, they did the majority of the work. I was there for the ride, but I look back and think I had a little hand in that. I remember mm. I used to pray, I don't know you guys remember, but under the dome, sweating, and I used to pray, I oh, hate the lie, so God, I'll please, I don't, I, I've got construction skills. I've got maybe allow me one way to help fix this mosque, mosque uh, wow. work with it. This is years ago. Fast forward, it's dripping. Uh, dripping water. Right, dripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, maybe some, I don't know, I never knew there was plans to renovate. I never knew anything. And I'd ask my dad, Dad, how do I get on the committee? Like, oh, it's, you know, very, very difficult. You know, you'll never get on the committee. Okay. I just, wow. off the cuff, you know, one day I can get the opportunity. Yeah, I'll get a phone call one day. Um, and usually my phone, I'd get over 300 phone calls a day. Uh, so I'd, I'd finish my day ringing all the red missed calls back. You know, I'd, I'd make a point of ringing everybody back, even if it was 9 o'clock at night, you know. Wow. I don't care. Every single day I'd finish, every email answered, every phone call, missed call uh, returned, and every text message replied to. At the end, even if it meant 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, sometimes 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm sure you guys would have got some emails off me at yeah. 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Because <laughs> if right. I don't do that, the next day I'm going to be further and further behind. And that's probably not the best way to do business, but at that time with the tools that I had, that's the only way I could work. So one of those missed calls was Steph. How are you going? Good. Da, da, da. And had, I, didn't, I didn't know Steph that well before this. Um, what are you up to? Da, da, da. You know, I'm just about selling, handing over my business. So you've got a bit of time on your, on your hands. It's around COVID time too. I said, look, I will, not right now, but I will. He goes, okay, we're going to have a meeting with you. Do you want to come down for, for lunch? So me, Tarek, and Steph. What are we doing? He said, we've, we've got a proposition for you. We're doing a project. What's the project? We're renovating the mosque. 
fucked. Wow. You're renovating the what? Yeah, we've got this. And in my mind, I'm like, man, I've been praying for this for. <laughs> they're nervous about asking me whether I've got time. I've been praying for this for years. Like, oh, you know, subhanAllah, you know, we. If I hadn't have decided to sell my business, would not would have had the opportunity to work on this on no, this mosque? Would no. I have been in that position to answer the phone call? Aligns, huh? You know, it's something that I, yeah. that I wished for all my life, and and alhamdulillah, you know, that's you guys have been there. It's something Inshallah, that we're very very amazing, proud of. Amazing it's a monster challenge for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Through like, COVID, and then COVID hit, and then we couldn't construct, and you know, I had to keep pushing through. Builders going broke, cost we couldn't oh, get timber. Yeah, cost, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no I remember we were chasing timber, bringing everybody, you know, eight boys, you know, anyone that's got timber, <laughs> fuck with, you know, no timber, um, no timber, yeah. and, and and alhamdulillah, we we pushed through. Mashallah, amazing work, amazing. Um, who would think that you'd finish a mosque through COVID? But because it was a funeral parlor, um, so initially when when COVID first hit, we thought Allah Alayna, this is never going to happen. But because it was a funeral parlor. The government turned around and said, you've got to keep moving because you've still got to bury people. That's right. So we're going to let you construct. We've got to keep going. Wow. So now we've got a full team of construction guys working on, on our mosque. No one else is working in the state. Just this mosque is working. That's wow. it. On yeah. Allah. So at the start, we're like, oh, my God, how can we have you know, COVID? We're never going to. God's got your back. God's got your back. We built that mosque in 18 months. Amazing. On budget, on time. Top finishes, you know, something we're quite proud of. In under 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 uh, conditions that you could never imagine. Yeah, yeah. If God wills it, you know, yeah, if, if if you've got your receptions on on how things happen, you know, you'll, you'll be. Hello, we go, man. That's amazing, amazing, yeah, amazing, yeah, amazing. Something we hold our head up high with Preston Moss. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Like and if it wasn't, you know, we keep talking about Preston Moss. If it wasn't for people like Sheikh Fahmi Alayhi Hamu. Um, pioneers, the pioneers back back then, yeah. we wouldn't be where we are. So all we've yeah. done is just pretty up what they already yeah, put in place. Sure I mean, those guys, that was just a backyard in 1976, Allah and then Allah. became the foremost mosque in Australia at one point. Yeah. I, I, still, um, I still remember the story of Sheikh Femi sitting down with him and telling me how he bought those lands. Twenty cents <laughs> each land. Yeah, he's chasing twenty, 20 cents. cents. Walking down Bygone Street, door, door, yeah, connecting yeah. twenty mom, cents. Mum and dad used to tell me, like my dad, my dad was secretary down there. They used to knock on doors and. 20 cents, 20 cents by 20 oh, cents no, no. to build that thing. Even um, to buy each block because it was yeah. like multiple blocks they had to buy. Yeah. It just, yeah. just, it just oh, no, shows no. you that also within our community, we've, we've lost a bit of that foresight. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've lost that. Where can we be in 10 years? Where's mm. this community going to be in 10 years? What am I doing to support the infrastructure? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's very important for our, our generation. And there's no reason why you can't. No. There's no reason why you can't. So when, when we sit down and, you know, when, at Preston Mosque and we talk about what's the future look like for us, we could have easily said, we've done our mosque, alhamdulillah, it's pretty, the lights are nice, and <laughs> khalas, be comfortable. Okay, now we've got a five-year five plan. We're thinking nursing home, school, Amazing. medical clinic, where we're going to buy the <laughs> land, how we're going to raise the fund. We're, we're constantly working on what's next. How can we still serve the community? Anyone can turn around and say, We've done our part. We've built the mosque. We've got a couple of schools in a cafe. Alhamdulillah, that's enough. It's never Amazing, enough. Amazing, yeah. It is yeah. never enough. While you're still alive, every day yeah. is your head. Yeah, every day. In one way or another. You know, whether it's planning for the future or for your family or waking up early for Fajr or you know, whatever it is, being here. I mean, we, we rescheduled three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> but three times. And when would I reschedule two minutes before? You know, that so was your head. I'd struggle because, yeah, you know, yeah. I've got things happening at the moment. I'm I'm a week, a right. bit of a busy program. But, you know, you didn't, hey, you bastard. You know, you didn't. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, thank you. Know, and I thank you guys for being so patient with me. You never once made me feel like, even though you wanted to. Never, never. Thank you for all your It's all about jihad. It's all about striving. 
and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, like exactly. Like we're brothers, and we took us what numerous times to get this happening, but. You have to be persistent. It's yeah. it's all about persistence. Nothing up, comes if you in. Give up on the first That's one. It. And also, I, I think the key here is to think the best of people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how many people do not like? You got to be able to think that. I know that brother's trying. You know, it's, 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 it's we know. You know, it's not easy. You know, we have to juggle. We have to juggle business. You have to juggle business. And and but the thing is, for us, we go back. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala hasn't willed it for that day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like me and Iba were saying, saying, yeah. Iba goes to me, Subhanallah. And he said to me before, he goes to me. I don't think he's going to come, bro. Because he's going to be really busy. Mashallah, he's got a lot of his schedule. Because yeah, I, I, I didn't get dressed. <laughs> Even to get changed. I, dressed. I, go, I go, usually, I know Maui, it takes three times. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> 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 we got down to this one. Alhamdulillah. Now, subhanAllah, and, and, and then, then I go. He was go, panicking. And oh, I, you're, not, you're not dressed yet? What's uh, going go, on? And I, subhanAllah, I go, I go, subhanAllah, Allah subhanAllah hasn't willed at that time. Because it's always Allah subhanAllah has put that moment in time for us to do something mm. and you know you, you, and i said to you but well, like, how many times is that if you you try your best Leave it the doesn't rest. happen hey Allah is telling you it's going to be better tomorrow mm. you know what mm. i mean alhamdulillah we've done as long as you've done your best he doesn't say you don't do nothing you know we made that phone calls we did the things we did the plan you know and break oh, break that down right break it right down how much baraka and benefit is in the failure right so yeah. Well, at the point where I texted you and said, or rang you and said, I can't make it, you didn't lose your temper, uh, temper, hasanet. Um, alhamdulillah, you thank God for it failing, hasanet. Yeah, we push it forward, we make a new appointment, hasanet. It fails again. The whole way through, you break it yes. down, you're getting hasanet. You could have easily lost your temper, had an argument, brother, I've got a business to run, you're dicking me around, da 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 da, ruined our friendship. It could have gone down, down yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. So, have your reception on. Think about it. Do it the right way. Do it Islamically. Yeah, or look where you end up. We're having a wonderful conversation. I'm sweating under these lights. <laughs> <laughs> make up. Make up. <laughs> but look, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying our conversation. We're just talking, you know, three brothers talking. This is, you know, we're just off the cuff. Had it have gone the other way? Animosity. Yeah. 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 You know, does it maybe at the Bruno? It doesn't think the, about it. Da, 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 that's exactly where case. people don't understand. Wallah. It's really, the relationships is important. Wallah. Patience. Patience. Patience, Patience yeah. and Faith in the plan, the best of planners. In the patience and masabidi. That's it. In the Allah masabidi. That's it. And I tell people, whenever hardship hits you, remember, in the Allah is with you now. Now, why do you want to kick Allah out? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Allah just come to you now for you to be patient, and you chose not to be patient, yep. which means you're telling Allah, leave me alone. Mm. And, and that's the beauty, and that's the fruit of patience. Yeah. If you truly recognize, hey, and that's where the biggest reward is. Amen, you know, if you amen. hold your tongue at that point. I've moved my schedules. I've got businesses to run. Down, and you hell it now. Ten minutes before you're going to cancel on me, you could easily tick, lose that temper and explode. <laughs> we've seen it. Well, Very easy oh, to. Bro, we've but seen it. Didn't. How much reward? Alhamdulillah. How much reward Alhamdulillah. did you get for that? Alhamdulillah. 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 Thank you for sharing. May Allah bless you and bless your family and mashallah, all the hard work you've done. We hold our head up high with you. Undoubtedly. Alhamdulillah. Like, you know, even this, the blessings that you've been part of the retreat, you know, you've come down, Alhamdulillah, and supported us. It's, it's a community effort. Um, if it wasn't for people like Mustafa, Haysom, you guys, you know, you guys are Everybody. older brothers. You guys lead the way. You, you, you sort of make it possible. Like Abu Hamza, you know, what yeah, he's yeah, done I mean, with my yeah. center. Everyone's, One everyone's hand can't trying. clap. Everybody's exactly. got to put it. We need different fingers for different yeah. different situations. And you just got to have your, your reception on. You just got to be aware of <laughs> if they can do it, why can't we? Yeah, exactly. Why can't we?
الحمد لله رب العالمين جزاك الله خير مي الله بليس يو الله يحفظك يا رب ثانك يو فور هافين مي ثانك يو فور يور باشنس لا لا والله سبحان الله وي ور لوكينج فور تو ا بيرسون والله وي ور لوكينج فور تو ديسكشن بيكوز اتس اميزنج هاو ماتش يو ليرن ان يو نو وي جيت انسبايرد اي ثينك بيبل ثينك يو نو ان ذا بودكاست ذات باي بيبل ليسنينج ذي جرو بس سبحان الله لايك يو نو وي وي ار سيلفز لايك اي نو ذا بريفيس بودكاست وي دان Like, subhanallah, I'm going to donate now. You've inspired us. You've inspired us. You've inspired us. I can't ask my wife for pension money. She picked me out now. That was one of the hardest things I've ever had. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thanks for having us. I'm going to reward you for everything that you got to. Thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Bye.